This is Dustin Five Star, and just before I go and defeat superstar Bill Dundee this Saturday in Jonesboro, Arkansas at the Legends of Memphis Wrestling Reunion, of course I had to stop by and talk to my boys at Oversell Podcast. After all, they are five-star guys. <laughs> it is episode 65, and we are talking to Dustin Five Star. Get ready. This is the Oversell Podcast. Welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. And joining us is our very special guest. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Two-time Mr. Tennessee, Team USP Labs athlete, Southern Heavyweight Classic winner. Of course, I have my Maria by my side. Don't you guys wish that you could? Wrestler of the Year. <laughs> the list goes on and on, and I am the man that's going to pin Superstar Bill Dundee. One two, three, in the middle of the ring, not disqualification, not count out, not anything like that. I am literally going to beat Bill Dundee up this Saturday in Jonesboro, and I am going to pin him one, two, three, in the middle of the ring once and for all. You were talking to Dustin Five Star. And it, guys? It, it is great to have you back on the show, Dustin. And, uh, man, what's been going on with you? What's been new, new in your world? Oh, my gosh. Last week at the Isle of Capri, championship wrestling took place, and Jimmy Hart was in concert. Jerry Lawler wrestled Lord Humongous. Uh, my Maria was handcuffed to superstar Bill Dundee at ringside for the battle against Derek King. We had an awesome meet and greet. Um, and then, of course, uh, the day before that, we had the Tupelo Fair, which was a, so much fun. I actually got in the ring with a clown. The clown was performing right next to us. Um, at the fair in a little mini three-ring circus type of thing. Mm-hmm. Called him over. I got in the ring with a clown. And then this Saturday, we've got Jonesboro, Arkansas, where they have this card that is just unheard of. I mean, like, literally, we hype a lot of stuff, and we might overhype some stuff. But literally, I don't think that there's a single time in the history of Memphis Wrestling that you've had all these guys on the same card at the same time at Earl Bell Community Center. So um, looking forward to that. And then, of course, just – just busy man i know you mean you talk a lot you know kind of offline but um, i'm even coaching my son's football team now all right what so football throw team? that in the mix with everything else man wow busy. <laughs> what what what's the football team's it's, name it's the raiders and it's going to get pretty intense out there if you know what i'm saying so is there anyone calling commentary saying <laughs> the raiders <laughs> i don't know about that but uh so I, I kind of started helping him out. I helped out last year when he played football. And so then this year um, they asked me if I wanted to help coach. So sure. And now I've found out this is my first time ever. You know, I played peewee football and through middle school and all that kind of stuff. Even played a little bit in high school. But um, I found out the other day that they want me on the field while the offense is on the field. So that means, like, I have to make sure all the kids get where they're going, that they know the play. These are eight-year-olds, right? Oh, yeah. And only <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only four of them on the entire team have ever played football before. You're going to be herding some so, cats out there. 
I can only. Uh, so I, actually, I'll be doing that. I want to uh, see video. I go to Jonesboro. I want make um, make sure Maria to t- tell Maria to get some video of this because I, I want to see this happening. <laughs> this is going to be funny to see you herding a bunch of eight year olds around. <laughs> well, you let's... know the weird thing, man, is I'm trying to figure out what am I going to wear. Oh, you know, it's kind of crazy, but like, what am I going to wear? I mean, I don't want to wear blue jeans as a coach. I don't know if I want to wear shorts. You know what you need? You know, like, what is it? I don't want to look like an old dad. No, you know what you need? You need those nineteen seventies <laughs> uh, gym teacher shorts with the two buttons yeah, and the with zipper, <laughs> with knee high socks. Tube socks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or just go out there with like the sleeveless Under Armour on, and that way the other team oh is like, gosh. "Dude, their coach is jacked." Oh my god. <laughs> no, that's a good idea. Maybe I could do a little, um, <laughs> do a little bit of flexing out there on the field. I didn't think of that. What do you think of that, buddy? Go out there and bust out some guns. <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting here and he's agreeing with me. He's loving that. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about this card you got going on Saturday in Jonesboro because, like you said, it's a it's it's a packed card full of Memphis wrestling legends. Um, I've been seeing some posts on Facebook and everything, and and there's some of the people, some of these people like Lance Russell, you know, freaking Jerry yeah. Lawler, and everybody hadn't been in that area in 20 years. You know, I yeah, mean, it's Jeff Jarrett uh, and we talked to Lance Russell on Cerrito Live just the other day. Both those guys, they haven't been there in over 25 years. And then it was just announced today. It kind of leaked a little bit last week, but it was officially announced today. that not only will Lance Russell be there, but you're going to have Dave Brown there on commentary as well. Wow. So you take a look at, at a wrestling event and you're like, yeah, I'd love to see that card headlined by Jerry, the King Lawler and Double J Jeff Jarrett, two of the biggest draws in Memphis wrestling history. But really, I think the value really comes in on the VIP meet and greet. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's where you get to meet all the guys. You get to meet Dave Brown, Lance Russell, Jimmy Hart, you know, Lawler, Jarrett. Of course, you've got Derek that's going to be there, Austin Lane, myself, and Maria. There are a lot of diehard Jonesboro fans that come out and see the power couple every time we're out there. Same with Mississippi and, and Memphis. We've got a really strong following, and we appreciate all that. So when we get – one of our favorite things is doing the VIP meet and greets. The Isle of Capri last week, it was so cool. If you go to our Facebook or our Twitter, then um, you'll see, like, we post a lot of fan pictures because they, they want to come and see us flex and be mean and nasty, you know? So this is just as fun for us as it is for anybody. We get to go to the VIP meet and greet and meet all the fans and get to interact with them, and then they get to meet some of the people they grew up watching, man. It's just it's going to be really cool. And then, like I said, it's headlined. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you guys, who do you have in this match? I mean, think of it. Coming back to Jonesboro, Earl Bell Community Center, Jerry the King Lawler and Double J Jeff Jarrett in the main event. Who's going to win? Wow. That's a tough call. I'm going to go with Lawler. I, I don't know. I don't know, really. That's a that's a really tough call. You know, you, Jarrett with the guitar, really I'd have to say. Lawler, though, right? <laughs> I can't go against you really, Lawler, you know. I mean, ah. Uh, He's on such a hot streak, you know? I mean, really, you know, the well, times that I've seen him lately, you know, he just keeps getting better and better lately, you know? I mean, I thought the heart attack would put him out, but the man just keeps going. I mean, he, he, I got to yeah, give credit going, where credit's yeah. due. Lawler just keeps going, you know? Um, and, you know, he's not afraid. The man's not afraid to bump, you know? He's not even afraid no, to take not. hits or nothing. Now, also, he's going to have Jimmy Hart in his corner, too. So that, that gives you a little bit of drama there. So ah. Jimmy Hart turn on Jerry Lawler? Who knows? Mm, you never know what's going to happen yeah, there. But you'll have, you never uh, know. Well, and, you know, Jeff Jarrett's also a card-carrying member of the Bullet Club. So, you know, maybe someone's going to sneak in from the Bullet Club and help him out. Yeah. <laughs> 
I wrestled him, and he was wearing his Bullet Club gear. And so I was looking over my shoulder. About, and I think that was Amory, <laughs> Mississippi. But then in the semi-main event, you've got superstar Bill Dundee going in there against me and my Maria. I can't wait, guys. Because there's always been this talk. There's always been this pass of the torch talk and all that kind of stuff. But you got to look at it from my point of view. you got guys like Lawler, Jarrett, uh, Lance Russell, Randy Hales. Guys that have that are still in the business I grew up watching, they're all going to see me in there with Bill Dundee. And the last thing I want to do is lose, first of all, to Bill Dundee, <laughs> and second of all, lose in front of those guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dundee, what, what has he got to be, 70? He's, he's up there. He's 70 or early 70s. <laughs> yeah, and Brady, Brady just told me here, just, he just told me right now, he said it doesn't matter how old they are. He's right because Bill Dundee is one tough son of a gun. Oh, but yeah. Looking at it from my seat, there's no way I can lose this match. It's not going to be a disqualification. It's not going to be count outs. We're not gonna, there's no, not going to be any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm literally going to go in there. I'm going to beat Bill Dundee up, and then I'm going to pin him. And I'm going to steal the show. That's my goal is to steal this show. Even with big main event like it is, I'm going in to steal the show. And I've, I've done some radio spots. I'm going on with your dad tomorrow, uh, Garrett. On the front on row the with Bud Row. Through the ticket. Uh, What'd you say? On the front row with Bud Row, 95-3 the ticket. I always get the – Yes. I, th- I always listen to I've, tune uh, in. I will be, I will be listening. Um, all right. And then, uh, you know, Brandon, he's had guys on. I, I can't wait to get on. Uh, with Brandon Baxter out there, you know, he's got a really strong following out in Jonesboro. But I want yeah. everybody to hear me say that, that I am going to beat Bill Dundee. I'm going to pin Bill Dundee, and I'm going to steal that show because I'm the guy that says it and then does it. This thing's been going on way too long, and I think anybody that wants to put money on this matchup, looking at it on paper, looking at it on TV, anywhere you want, you gotta be, you gotta put your money on five star on this one. Well, I I hope you have better luck than I did two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope I've had better luck than I've had in the past, but it's going down, brother. Uh, one thing yeah. I wanted to discuss with you, um, and one of the guys in our chat room named Shut the Front Door, um, wanted to know uh, how you think Punk is going to do this Saturday. I'm looking forward to that. Now, I'll be on the road, so I'll have to watch via Skype or Periscope or something like that. But um, you want my honest opinion? Yeah, go ahead. I like seeing Punk, but I don't know I don't know if he's that tough a dude. You know, I think that uh, looking at it from a business standpoint, what he's doing is very smart, okay? Oh, yeah. Imagine he wins his opening, his opening match. Now he's even hotter. He's going to get even more money. Imagine if he wins the second one, right? He's in line for probably a title match. I mean, he could. this one victory could make him so much money because people will really start believing in him. Now, if he loses, he's got to go back to WWE. And I don't care what anybody says. That will never have never say never in professional wrestling because they said the same thing with Brock Lesnar. They've said the same thing with so many guys. And Ultimate they always Warrior so, over me the personally, years. I don't know that CM Punk is that tough of a dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mean, I am a fan of his. I am a fan of his. <laughs> Brady said, you don't know that. But <laughs> um, there's a lot of money on the line for CM Punk in this one. I, a I, lot of money. And it's not like it, this is so totally different from because he's not the freak athlete that Brock Lesnar is. So, mm-hmm. I mean, right. it, it, training, you know, it, this fight has been a long time coming. There's been injuries and – 
you know, Punk's had to learn how to condition his body differently for these fights and stuff like that. I mean, that was kind of his whole gimmick when he was in WWE, really, was that he kind of had like a Muay Thai or, you know, kickboxing type, you know, gimmick and stuff. And, oh, he knows mixed martial arts. He knows this. He knows that and everything. You know, it was like, now you get to really see, does he really know MMA? Does he really know the kickboxing? Does he really know the Muay Thai? Can he fight, you know? And he is going to... He's this guy that he's fighting, Mickey Gall, I, I believe is his name. This guy is going to be coming into this fight with a chip on his shoulder. He's going to come out swinging because, you know, oh, they booked me against CM Punk because they wanted someone yeah. to make CM Punk look good. Well, I'm not going to be that guy. So I, I think this is going to be a tough fight for him. I think there's a, you know, there's always a striker's chance, but I'm going to go with Mickey Gall for the win. I'm gonna oh, say I mean, I'm gonna say terrible. that Punk's Punk's probably gonna give him a run for his money, but I'm I'm with you. I, I I honestly think Punk probably needs another year or two, or probably needs to get like three, four, maybe five <laughs> fights under his belt before he you know can honestly start you know getting pushed as a fighter. I don't know. He may come out and knock the guy out in five seconds. You never you know. know. You never know. Yeah. yeah. So, if you like, guys remember, Brock Lesnar lost his uh, first fight, and yep. uh, you know. That's a tough fight to lose because then the buzz is gone. Everybody knows you can be beat, and you could be beat in your first match. Are you yeah. kidding me? But then the way that Brock was able to bounce back, it, I think that was just because he was a physical, just a beast, man. He is like nothing you've ever seen before. CM Punk looks like an almost everyday guy, you know? So mm-hmm. there's a lot riding on this, this for him. And personally, I think we'll see him back in wrestling at some point anyway. I, you know, it might not be in the next year or two years, but eventually I think that he's going to have to come back and they're going to do something. There's too much money left on the table. You know, I I don't know how much, how much, um, the bridge has been burned between the WWE, but you know, there's, you can't ever rule out him maybe making an appearance at ring of honor or PWG or, you know, some other super indie like that. Well, all the comments I've seen from WWE is he does not talk to them at all. Yeah, you know, I mean, like they could they could call him and be and offer him three million dollars and never hear back from him. You know, that he just doesn't yeah, but, answer yeah, the but, phone when they call him. <laughs> the the same thing could be said for like guys like Goldberg and and Warrior before he passed away and Macho Man. And, you know, I just think that eventually, CM Punk's still young. I don't think he's gonna wait until he's too old to be in the ring. I mean, he'll. I think that they will mend that fence somehow because money is is the ultimate goal for both of them. You know, especially WWE, if they see money in you, they will pay you. Yeah. I mean, look at Brock. Brock shows up a handful of times, but, man, he, whether you like him or not, we talk about him every time he uh, competes. He probably makes $5 million every time he shows his face on TV. You know, and I, <laughs> I imagine Brock has, like, the vault from um, DuckTales that Uncle Scrooge had <laughs> where he can just dive in and swim around in the money. We've had the right, brand split right. here since we've last talked, Dustin. And overall, what have you thought of the WWE products since they've split brands? You know, I think I think it's a double-edged sword. I kind of like it, and I kind of don't like it. I mean, um, I watch, I've watch. i been watching SmackDown Live because I didn't want to be the guy that said, it's just the same show, and I never watched it because I never you know, watched it before. So now it's me. They, they, they pulled me in. It's live. Okay, let's see what's going on. Some of it's good. Some of it's bad. Or maybe not bad, but some of it's the same. Um, yeah, so the the championship belts all kind of look the same now. Mm-hmm. Which I'm I'm a belt mark, you know. I like the I like the look of the titles, like the wing the, the winged wing uh, tip the... eagle belt or whatever is my favorite yeah, WWE a... championship. What do you um, I do kind of like the way that they're branding those titles, and then again, 
I don't I don't know. I mean, I do think they should have a floating type champion. That really wasn't the question. I guess the question is, am I liking it? I'm watching it. <laughs> That's good. I'm watching you, it, so i got to be liking it. Um, when you watch SmackDown, mm-hmm. what do you think of the camera work of the show? I, I've read some tweets about that. I don't think it bothers me. Like the rumble cam, when they take a bump, or the action cam, where they zoom in and out and stuff. I, I kind of think that that's cool, because we're looking at it because we're analytical wrestling fans that are in the business like i look i try to look at it like a fan that knows nothing about it you know i tried to figure out forever why why do they keep pushing kane kane versus john cena remember when we got kane versus john cena for like years in a row Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. felt like forever well i talked to an eight-year-old kid that's sitting right next to me and he's like man kane is scary (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was like Ah, it's kind of the light bulb went off. It's PG, you know, so of course they're going to push Kane. He's the typical monster bad guy against the big good guy in John Cena. So, you know, you kind of have to look look at it from a, a fan's point of view, especially in the PG age. But, um, hey, there wasn't very much PG about those elbows that Brock Lesnar was throwing off. Oh, no. Randy Orton, no. was there? Whew. No. Holy no. cow. So, yeah, we've gotten some really good stuff, but then we've gotten some stuff that doesn't really, you know, whatever. Yep, I can. I agree with all that. What do you think? I, and I have to ask you. I'm and I'm not going to try to nah, be snoot, snooty about it. But here it comes. Your thought of your thought of the storytelling of how Kevin Owens became champion. Oh my gosh! It was just you want to talk about a a WWE moment that will make Kevin Owens live forever. It's that spot. Yep. Um, because I don't know about you, but I didn't see it coming. It really, I didn't have time to even think about it because I try not to, you know, I'll fantasy book or, or think right. about stuff here and there, but really it did not cross my mind at all that he would get in there and he would pedigree Seth Rollins. Didn't even cross my mind. So it was very exciting. And um, you know, I think the biggest part that I like about Kevin Owens is the stories about his son, you know, watching him, that video of him watching him wrestle John Cena on Monday Night Raw. Have you guys seen that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, and I mean, his son is named. His name is Owen mm-hmm. after Owen Hart. You know, I mean, it's just crazy. You know, Free, dude. Th- my my son's first name is Owen. There you go. <laughs> let's Owen see. Hart. Let's go through our <laughs> chat room real quick. Uh, Kedavin says, uh, "What did he say? Dustin could kick CM Punk's ass." I believe that to be true. <laughs> <laughs> Fred Cotto in the chat says, can we get Derek King versus Dustin Starr at the Global Force shows in Nashville? I think that'd be a lot of cool. Hey, now. Yeah. That uh, would be. You know, I tell you, one of my favorite guys to be in the ring with is, is Derek King by far. Um, and, you know, not only do I get to beat him up uh, at the Isle of Capri, but then literally me, him, Maria, and I can't even say who else, we were out all night long. You talk about one of our favorite shows to work. That's the Isle of Capri Championship Wrestling. If you guys haven't been to that, <laughs> that event, it's a lot of fun. We shut the place down. Woo. And I'm well, talking about after the show, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bro? Oh, yeah. <laughs> are you um, Are you going to be at Raw in a couple of weeks? Are you going to be there? I will. Okay. Yes, we'll be there at Raw. Actually, uh, it's going to be Dreadhead Kev's birthday. Right oh, cool. Time. Very Shout cool. Dreadhead. I, I, so we're I, all going to go. I think I should be there. I'll try to meet up with y'all, give throw some two sweets and stuff like that. But um, Absolutely. What, I, what I'm excited about for this show is it's going to be the debut of the Cruiserweights on Raw. How you? What do you think about that? 
I think that Neville should be their top cruiserweight. Um, uh, and there's a couple, a couple of different ways you can look at that. One way is you could look at it like, well, they'll pigeonhole him into the cruiserweight division. I don't look at it that way. I look at it like, more like a sport. I think before when they had the cruiserweight title or the light heavyweight championship, they didn't have. Look at the guys. They didn't have a roster full of talented guys that could carry that division. Right. Look at UFC. We were just talking about CM Punk. He's not a heavyweight. Right. You kidding me? George St. Pierre, you know, the spider, Anderson Silva, some of the greatest were not even close to being heavyweight. So I say make that championship mean just as much as the women's title and the world title or whatever you want to call it, the universal title or whatever. Um, Put the number one cruiserweights in the world there. And to me, look, ability, the whole nine yards is Neville. Dude's amazing. How much of the CWC have you gotten to watch? I've watched a couple of rounds. What do you think of it? I like it. I think that the next time they'll probably do something a little bit different with some of the the graphics and um, maybe a little bit of the presentation. I don't know. I, I kind of like it different where they cut off the Corey Graves into the studio and everything. And mm-hmm. then, um, I, I, But I do think that there were a lot of guys that, that weren't ready for that stage, too. I think there were a lot of guys in there that were relatively green. Um, and what I mean by that is ho, ho, Lund. if you look at some of the mm-hmm. – Ho, ho, Lun. Ho, ho, Lun. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just the way they move in the ring, you can tell. And then also, I, I look at, like, your conditioning. You know, you don't have to be a big jacked-up guy or anything like that, but, but you've got to look like an athlete to me, um, especially if you're going to be a small guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think some of those guys were missing that, and some of them were a little bit uh, probably early on in their wrestling careers. But I think the tournament's a great idea, and they should continue to do it. I would like um, to see – Now, I'm wondering – how will they how will they debut a cruiserweight title? Would that be the CWC champion? That's or... what that's what Arthur was kind of getting from this thing, but they haven't mentioned that at all. So, so maybe somebody leaves with a big old trophy, mm-hmm. and then they have a tournament. I don't know. That doesn't make very much sense. So we'll see. I, I would think that the winner of that would be the champion taking the title to Raw. Yeah, and I'd I'd agree with that too. But well, unless someone they haven't signed, unless they have someone they haven't signed yet to win the title because my pick Zack Sabre Jr. I don't think has signed with the WWE and he hasn't he won't because he wants to do a couple more indie dates before well, he, he probably there. won't win the thing then I, I can't imagine them you yeah know, it's not hurting that chances. title that trophy on somebody and not having them locked down to a contract yeah well uh, I would like <clears> to see <throat> them do something like this uh, with women in the future you know bring in a bunch of hey. indie women wrestlers for the for the women's NXT I think that would be a very cool too, idea, too. That would be cool. I mean, you know, they're actually recognizing some of the independents, and even if it is like the Ring of Honors and, and stuff like that, the more well-known indies, they are acknowledging the indies. They are letting people come and keep the same name that they've had. You know, so there's a lot of stuff that's really changed in the business, and the Cruiserweight Classic is one of them. I mean, you've got guys that aren't under exclusive contracts to WWE competing for a trophy, you know, getting – two or three rounds deep and not have a full-fledged deal as far as we know anyway you know so there's no telling what we might see well dustin man um i'm gonna give you some chance i know you got to get out of here to go ahead and throw some plugs out there of everything you got going on awesome man well this saturday which is september the 10th at 7 30 p.m bell time at the earl bell community center these guys love them say they haven't been there in 25 years you say you got the vip meet and greet tickets um, Global Force Wrestling was tweeting out earlier that there are limited VIP tickets available. 
Uh, general admission tickets and balcony seats are um, all available at kfin.com. Or if you're local to Jonesboro, you can go to 407 West Parker Road. So you can get your tickets even at the door. Uh, that's at Earl Bell Community Center, the main event, Jerry the King Lawler versus Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Those guys squared off at Oklahoma here recently, and Jeff talked about it on Cerrito Live Saturday on Sports 56, and he said that if that match that they have this Saturday is a fraction of what they had in Oklahoma, then everybody's going to be in for a treat. He said it was really good and really fun. So you got superstar Bill Dundee will be there, Lance Russell, Jimmy Hart, WWE Hall of Famer, Randy Hills will be there, Austin Lane, Derek King, Brandon Baxter, Doug Gilbert, Dave Brown. I mean, gosh, I'm not making this up. They're all going to be there at Earl Bell Community Center. So get those tickets uh, right now, KFIN.com. And, man, that's that's about it, man. We're going to be doing a lot of shows. We're booked all the way through the entire month of October. Um there's some fun stuff. There's some wrestling stuff, but you can go to my Facebook. It is pinned to the top. So uh, on Facebook, of course, it's Dustin Starr. That's S-T-A-R-R, but we have all sorts of dates. Um, one of them that I'll just mention real quick is um, I am going to participate this year. I've been invited to participate in an event that you guys are going to love. It's called Battle of the Brawls, and it's at Horseshoe Casino and Hotel. Okay. It's going to be inside Bluesville. It benefits the American Cancer Society. That's right. Battle of the Brawls. Like a brawl that a girl wears? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> Guess what your boy's going to be doing? Wow. Okay. Uh, Guess what your boy's going to be doing? You're, you're, uh, you're going to be judging something if I had to guess. No, brother. You're going to be wearing I'm one, be maybe? wearing a bra. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. So We need uh, video, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I'm not kidding either. So I, I, this, this happens every year. October 28th is the date. It's called Battle of the Brawls at Horseshoe Casino and Hotel in Tunica. It benefits the American Cancer Society. And basically, you have a group of people that custom design brawls. And they have models that wear them out on the stage. Mm-hmm. And then they auction them off. So all the proceeds go to the American Cancer Society, and it's something that they've had a lot of fun and a lot of success with. The MC this year is going to be Kevin Torito, my tag team partner, <laughs> and I will actually be one of the models wearing the bra. So I hope uh, nice. I'll be posting more about that. But I hope uh, <laughs> anybody that's you know been affected by cancer in any way will come out and support that event. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now I am going to wear a shirt underneath it, guys, just so you know. <laughs> well, well, you know that's we no fun. <laughs> We're not doing magic mic type of stuff. Oh, come uh, on. It's a very classy event. <laughs> Anything else you got going but on? But then man? also one last thing that I wanted to mention, of course, is that um, every Saturday I'm on the main event in Cerrito Live. It's on Sports 56, WHBQ, and 87.7 FM, and uh, we do it about noontime every single week, the only weekly radio show in the city of Memphis that covers professional wrestling. The last week we had Lance Russell, we had Jimmy Hart, and we had Jeff Jarrett all on the same program. So if you go to CerritoLive.com or you can find the link on on my Facebook page. And you can also subscribe to Cerrito Live on iTunes. There you go. That's how I I do it. Well, Dustin. Well, Derek, I will see you um, on Saturday. Yeah, I'll be there. I'm uh, going to have to bring my camera, I guess, to get pictures with all these guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. 
But we look forward to the meet and greet. I believe the meet and greet starts at 5.30, I want to say. Yep, I think that's it. And then bell time is 7.30. Okay. Yeah, that sounds that right. Yep. Uh, I'd have to look at the thing. Uh, of course, you know, me being a professional podcaster, I'm not really prepared for anything like that. No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's that, though. But everybody will be there early. Um, Is it's the going to be a lot of fun. Five-star squad going to be there? there? Yes, of course. And uh, since you brought that up, uh, the five-star guy and five-star girl T-shirts will be on hand. They're only $15. Or we have a special two for 25 And we are about to release... Here within the next month or so, we're going to release brand new Five Star Squad T-shirts. So that sounds great. Yeah, I'm, I'm awesome. I'm going to be sure bring some cash to get one. All right. Well, uh, thanks, guys. I'll see you on Saturday. Right, Dustin, thank you, man. And we are going to take a break. We will be right back. This is the Oversell Podcast. Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. And I am at Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K-O-V-E-R-S-E-L-L. I am at One Dangerous Dan, all spelled out. And I'm on Facebook, Dangerous Dan Matthews. And also be sure to head over to uh, oversellpodcast.com and check out the Amazon link right underneath the main player. There's no extra fees. There's no hidden fees. It's just you shopping at Amazon like you normally would when you check out. And whatever you buy, we get a small commission on anything that's sold through that link, and that helps out our podcast. Dan, we have a uh, smack our first SmackDown-only event since the brand split. Yeah, this weekend we got backlash Sunday, and I gotta say, I, I, you know, we we hinted on it a little bit earlier uh, with uh, Dustin and everything. Is I gotta like, I kind of like the way this is evolving. You know, SmackDown and Raw are kind of taking on their own personalities now. Mm-hmm. You know, they're mm-hmm. not really interfering with one another yet. Well, you say that, but Brock and Ra- Randy were doing that. Brock and Randy, about the only ones on the whole, you know, company. The, are interfering with one another, really? But you it know. seems like the GMs are worrying about their own shows. Yeah, the GMs and the and the you know the GMs and the uh, commissioners or whatever they're called. You know, they're all they're not trying to interfere with one another. You know, now when we start having those crossover pay per views like the Big Fours and everything, or be crossover pay per views, we might see a little bit of that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll bring back the bragging rights pay per view that they no, do gosh, all the time no. or whatever, and that'll eventually come uh, up there. Now, and you know, I know we won't like it. But I hated that pay-per-view. There was no point to it. Oh, it was so stupid. Oh, well, SmackDown won the night. What do you get? Well, you get a big cookie. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> go in the back and eat it. Don't eat it in the ring. <laughs> so let's go through the card real quick here. You got, well, we'll start at the bottom and work our way up to the top. You got The Miz taking on Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship. Please, God, let, let Dolph Ziggler do something. You know, nobody has taken Dolph Ziggler as a threat for at least three or four years yeah. now. And you know, and we all thought there was going to be this huge push after Sting came out and, and helped Dolph Ziggler win that Survivor Series. You know, mm-hmm. we all thought there was going to be this huge push. Nothing came of it. Well, and dead but, in the water. But to give him the Intercontinental Title now, you're going to extinguish the fire that you have with the Miz and what he's got going on lately. When he, you know, uh, with the promo he cut on Daniel Bryan. Which is, which was a hellacious promo. You saw that promo. Oh yeah, oh, wasn't yeah. that a badass? That promo? That was a badass promo. And you do you, now, if you take the IC title, do you kill that momentum? No, you don't. You don't. Think don't. So? You, don't you actually help him fuel that a little bit. 
Um, you know, if you if you were to take the title off of him, you make him into that mad guy, twenty four seven, and he just you know goes insane trying to get that title back. Let's see. Uh, in the chat room, shut the front door. Says Miz wins. He is going to beat Honky's record. I'm telling you, it's a bold prediction there. I like it. I like it. Kevin says blah to that match. <laughs> yeah, and you know. It, it's sad to say, but at this point, if you've seen a Dolph Ziggler match, you've kind of seen them all now. Yeah. It really is. You know, he's not bringing anything new out of the gate. No. I you mean, the, the last one of the n- newest things he brought back gave Lawler a heart attack. Or yeah. <laughs> that's ten elbows. Uh, ten elbows. <laughs> so I'm going to take the Miz in that match. Who are you taking? I'll take the Miz as well. Okay. I'll take the Miz as well. Next up, we've got Randy Orton versus Dreadhead Kev lookalike Bray Wyatt. Have you ever seen? Have you ever met Dreadhead Kev? Yes, I have. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, if, if he uh, if he grew a beard, he yeah. would, him and Bray Wyatt could it, they'd be in competition with one know, another. Yes. They could they could pull off uh, twin magic like the Bellas used to yep. do <laughs> easily. Too much, man. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the build up's been all right. Uh, you know, eventually you're going to, I don't know if you put over Randy Orton. Orton's going to win because he didn't win at SummerSlam. Exactly. And then you just, that's another loss for Bray Wyatt. Another loss for Bray Wyatt on the pay-per-view. You know, it, to me, I would put Bray Wyatt over because Randy Orton should still be suffering the effects from the massive amount of If you want to put over the injury that Randy Orton got, then, yeah, Bray Wyatt goes over. Uh, Kevin in the chat room says he is going to take Bray in that match. So I'm going to take – he says because I'll be a double and it will go over. (laughs) Um, I'm going to take Bray Wyatt because he needs this win. I'm going to have to say Orton. They're 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 throwing they're basically throwing Bray to the wolves at this point. Shut the front door says Bray has to win the spooky thing he has going doesn't work if he loses all the time or not be on the SummerSlam card. Excellent points right there. Yep. Uh, we've got the finals for the tag team champions. It's going to be uh, so first off you're going to have the Usos take on the Hype Brothers and the winner of them will get take on Heath Slater and Rhino. It's Hype Bros, man. What would I say? Hype Brothers. Oh, whatever. Hype bros. Whatever. Who cares? It's the hype bros. Who cares? It's Zack Ryder. <laughs> the WWE doesn't care. Yeah, really. Um, for me, um, and Kevin in the chat room says Bray Wyatt should have beaten Undertaker, and I he should have been the one to kill the streak and would have made more. It would have given him a lot more luster and given them a new character to build on for the next, you know, 10, 15 years. Yeah. I mean. I don't know if he should have beaten him, but. I, looking back at that match, that was that was a pretty well structured match. Well, and you know what's crazy about that is like, di- didn't Bray before that match bust his ankle? Yes, and he re- he had that awesome match. Yeah, he, he had, had a great match. Awesome match with the Undertaker with a busted ankle. Yep. Um, so I'm going to say that the Hype Bros. Man, I'm actually going to say the Usos take the Hype Brothers. They beat them, and in the main, and then for the tag team tournament final, you're going to have the Hi- Usos take on Heath Slater and Rhino. Now, see, this all happened as a result of them jumping Chad Gable. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, Gable got hurt. Gable got hurt. He he got injured. Yeah. Well, like, that's what I didn't understand was, like, American Alpha had a match, and then all of a sudden they got jumped after the match was over. 
So I was like, I guess Gable was injured before the match. I think so. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, and the wor- injuries happen at the worst possible times because yeah. you know they were going to win this tournament. Yeah, have they not lost? They were going to be the first SmackDown Tag Team Champions easily. So now my official pick is going to be Heath Slater and Rhino. Have you seen some of the gimmicks they've done with Heath Slater? <laughs> he brought his whole family out. Yeah, I love quote unquote did family. You, did you meet him? Would you see him at the when they're at the double wide or whatever? <laughs> Rhino's just like she brought out whores d'oeuvres <laughs> and and it was like um crackers and easy cheese and rhino's digging it man he's oh, just God. eating all sorts of that's hilarious and uh he slater's <laughs> asking about his kids and they're all over the place and truly great stuff that's why i think they're gonna put the tag team titles on Heath slater and rhino that would be great if they did i'd love to see Heath later get some get some recognition here uh, and we already said the semifinal match was the Usos versus the Hype Bros. Hype Bros. Excuse Hype me. Bros. Um, next up, we've got a six-pack elimination challenge match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. We've got Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch versus Carmella versus Naomi versus Natalia versus Nikki Bella. Can't, Carmella's been attacking Nikki Bella every chance she's gotten lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a separate story off to the side by itself. I don't think the title's going to get involved in that story. So no. I don't think I don't think those two are going to be involved in the title hunt for at least the first part of <laughs> getting Kev, the title going here. Kevin, uh, let's see. Let's go through the chat room real quick. Shut the front door, says Rhino turns on Slater and the Usos win. Memphis wrestling at its finest. That's a good point. Yep, there you go. That's a good point. Dan will be the replacement. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, and then when I brought up the women's six-pack six, six pack challenge, he said, ugh, this match can't be any more shit. <laughs> <laughs> Me, you know, I'm actually going to take a dark horse here in this match. Yeah. I'm going to take Alexa Bliss. I'm looking at Becky Lynch, really. I mean, it, it really, if I had to guess, it's Becky Lynch. It, it could be really between three people, Becky Lynch and Talia and Nikki Bella. Mm-hmm. But I don't, they may sneak one in here and put and uh, you know pull a big swerve, yeah, and have Alexis Bliss go over. That's my pick. I'm gonna pick Alexa Bliss. Yeah, Alexa, she's gotten some surprising wins, and she's got she has improved so much over her career since NXT. Yes, when yes. she was the cute little girl that came out with the little ballerina skirt mm-hmm. on around her thing, and, and then you know coming out with Blake and Murphy. That you know, and that's when she started transitioning her character, and and, mm-hmm. and I think her ring work has got her better, and um. Let's see. Uh, shut the front door says Becky Lynch wins the hottest woman women in wrestling. Uh, Kevin says Nikki because she on Cena dick uh dick uh. <laughs> <laughs> She's the tits that runs the place. She's the <laughs> which brings us to um, only six matches on this card, oh. but which brings us to Dean Ambrose versus AJ Styles. Only six WWE. announced matches. Oh, I'll yeah. bet there's going to be some. Well, filler in there somewhere. 30, 60, 90. If, you, if each match went 15 minutes. Now, the six-pack challenge, is that first person gets pinned? It's an elimination match. Okay. Well, so, that may go a while. Yeah. So I can easily see somebody, you know, if each match goes, that's only 90 minutes. 30, 60, 90. So it would be 830. Yeah, they, they, some of those matches will stretch out. Like Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles, that's going to be a little bit of a longer match. So you may go 20 there. Yeah. 25. Thirty. Who? Who? What do you? Are you excited about this match? 
Which one? Dean Ambrose versus AJ Styles for the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I think it will be. I think it'll be pretty good, um, and I think the person that's going to make it good is AJ. Um, you know, nothing flashy out of uh, Ambrose. You know, I'm uh, I'm glad he's got a title. You know, he's a good, solid talent. You know, works hard. Um, you know, I I don't have any complaints about Dean Ambrose being a champion. I really don't. Um, he's a workhorse. You know, mm-hmm. and workhorses deserve titles. You, they deserve to be a face in the company. So, you know, uh, Dean Ambrose, to me, it, he's a good champion. He deserves to be champion. And, uh, you know, AJ Styles getting that title, yes, it will ev- elevate that title. And really, I wouldn't be unhappy about AJ beating yeah, Ambrose. I'm actually, I really wouldn't. I'm know? actually pick, picking AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. They need. I think, you know, he is hot right now. Mm-hmm. Put, the, put the title on the hot heel. Yeah, Dean will be good in a chase, you know. Yeah, Dean will be good chasing the title. A couple of months, you'll have Cena coming back chasing chasing AJ for the title. That'll yep. be a good run. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take AJ Styles to win the become new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I'll I'll I'll, I'll second that. I'll second that. Really. Um, Who do you guys have in the chat room? Because you know, you got to you got to elevate Styles because you gave him that win. You gave him that clean win over Cena at SummerSlam. Shut the front door thinks that WWE is going to want to stretch that this thing out a little bit longer. So AJ wins, but Dean keeps the belt. That I see that. Ha- I that's see that good, could be a good scenario there. Yeah, that's a good scenario. I like that. I can agree to that. I still think AJ is walking out with the title just because you got to strike while the iron is hot. And right now, I think AJ is one of the hottest things. Think of this man. Mm-hmm. Like in January, he wrestled in. The Tokyo Dome in front of sixty thousand people. Yeah, showed up at the Royal Rumble, wrestled in front of in front of a what forty fifty another fifty. Mm-hmm. Wrestles in WrestleMania in front of a hundred thousand people. Mm-hmm. Barclays Center another thirty forty fifty thousand people. I mean, this has been the year of AJ Styles. I yes. mean, how yes. many people can say they've wrestled the Tokyo Dome for Wrestle Kingdom? And when he signed. He straight up said it, it was an offer he could not refuse. Yep. So he's making some moolah out of this. Uh, Kevin, I guess he's going to take up. Um, he's going to take AJ Styles because he just said hashtag beat up John Cena. I did see a funny AJ Styles meme though. Um, had a picture of him uh, with his spiked haircut next to the picture of the haircut he has now, and it says AJ Styles went from being a troubled youth to looking like the mother of a troubled youth. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> well, those are our um, backlash predictions. Uh, we've got uh, actually. Um, uh, it, it shut the front door. Says it is amazing. AJ didn't win very many feuds, but he is so over. Yeah, that's. I mean, he's looked a million, like a million bucks in all of his matches. Um, that's uh, that Cena SummerSlam win, clean, clean. I might add. Clean, no Bullet Club, no no Carl Anderson, no no Gallows, you know nobody around. Clean victory over Cena. And, How many and, times has Cena put somebody over clean? And not only that, but I mean it was clean. I mean it was just a phenomenal match. Yeah, just pardon the pun. Yeah, I mean it stole the show for that weekend, and you know he's been on fire ever since. I love him wearing the headband. Mm-hmm. Never give up. He's, yeah. you know, that I think that's great. Um, <laughs> He's wearing around his head. Yeah, it was so funny. It's like, yeah. Cena had that shit on his arm. 
Well, that tells you how big either how big Cena's arm is or how big AJ Styles' head is. Yeah. Um, but tomorrow night, uh, tomorrow night on Impact, we've got another. We've got Deleter Decay, which is supposed to be like Final Deletion Two. Yeah. That should be interesting. Yeah, uh, that's that's going to be between Rebby Sky, the Hardy brother, the Broken Hardy brothers, and Decay. Brought to you by a wonderful xylophone. <laughs> Brought to you by a dilapidated <laughs> boat named Scarsguard. Did you know that he named the boat? It's no. Scarsguard. Oh my god! Um, and you know you got Vanguard One. That's the drone. But oh these things god. aren't like inanimate objects or anything like that. He says they have souls. And oh my god! You really need to listen to that interview he did with Jericho. Oh, I can only imagine, dude. And he did it all in character too. I know. I, there's only so much of him I can. T- I can take that character in doses. I can't yeah. sit there and watch it for thirty minutes you straight. You could listen to an hour and twenty minute interview with <laughs> no, him and Chris Jericho. No, 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 no. I don't think I could take that. Yeah, it's it. I. Taking it sm- doing small doses, but I you can need to do listen it in to that. small doses, you know. Um, and tonight actually is the return of one of my favorite promotions, Lucha Underground. Starts back tonight. Hey. It's going to be season three. Um, I'm sure they're going to have something on iTunes. You can get on Sling TV. Oh, they have the El Rey Network on there. Um, you know, it's it's an incredible show, and we're going to have a Lucha Underground star here in Memphis in October. Pentagon. Junior, baby! <laughs> I am so ha- excited. I'm gonna because that's gonna be. I'm gonna have to find it, get there early, get do the meet and greet. Yep. Go meet him. Do a cero miedo, mm-hmm. no fear, and finally meet one of the best workers, Pentagon Junior. Um, awesome. And I talked to my friend Fred, mm-hmm. K Fabe Connection at K the letter K F A B E Connection on Twitter. Mm-hmm. My Matanza and Zack Saber Jr. autographs are in the mail. Oh, nice! And they will be on the Added wall. Added to the wall. Yeah. What should I do with the Vince Russo picture? I want to shred that into so many pieces, <laughs> eat it, and just so I can poop it out and put it in the toilet and flush it. You know, <laughs> Vince Russo back in the day, you know, great for he professional takes credit wrestling. for way yeah, too much crap. Yeah, okay, I can agree to that. He but takes here credit recently, for way too much crap. Okay, you were on a writing team of six guys, you know, that helped out during the Attitude Era. I get it, okay? Oh, I came up with all these great ideas. I came up with this. I came up with that and everything. Yeah, okay. That was back 20 years ago now. 15, 16, you know, 20 years ago. But now he wants to bitch and moan at everything that's on the TV now. Right. You know, he took offense to when Sasha was, you know, talking about, she cut a promo this past week on Raw. The bra and panties mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. But she, Vince Russo completely took it out of context, and she said she was talking about the evolution of women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, she was paying homage to the women that were in those bra and panties matches, and it wasn't easy for them. Mm-hmm. And I get what Sasha was trying to say, but Vince Russo, you know, first off, he has to keep his name out there. Yes, um, it's he why he has to feel important about something because he's not, he's not in any wrestling. I mean, companies you know, right did now. Did you hear so what he has to still make his, himself feel important? Did you so, hear what he said about Kevin Owens? No, you know, when he was talking crap I don't, about Kevin I, Owens. I'm a, I don't feel bad that I didn't hear. <laughs> Well, Let's see. Vince Russo interview. Delete that. I don't well, want that on my guess, news feed. You know, you know, I have to. <laughs> I have, I actually got blocked by him on Twitter. Because, oh, you did. Well, yeah, I'm sorry I, I for talked, that. Because he was talking. I wouldn't shit. know that I got blocked because I don't look him up. Well, he was talking some <laughs> mad shit, and I said this coming from the guy that put a world title on a 180 pound actor named David Arquette. Yeah, I guess he doesn't like it when people bring that up. Nah. But his response was, 
you know, to people saying that lately is, man, David Arquette was more over than Kevin Owens ever would be. Oh, blah, blah, oh blah, fuck blah. yourself, you're, Russo. You're a fucking prick. Even that, even David Arquette knew that was wrong. He even so, told him, you know, I'm not a wrestler. This is stupid. So sorry, but bro, bro, bro. Let me tell you, bro. Let me tell bro, you something, bro. Bro, bro, bro. I can't handle that many bros uh, in one is, sentence. He is, a, <laughs> he is a piece of shit. He, I really, I really, honestly cannot stand the man. I, I can't I, he, and you know, he he says some off the wall stuff. You know, seventy five percent of the time. You know, which you know, unfortunately, that's more bullshit than I can handle. You yeah. know, I, mean, I I just can't stand the man. I can't. You know, to me, he it feels like he's trying to feel make himself important. He, that's exactly what you're trying to make yourself feed, important. He's feeding what the is trolls. this guy that you know helped write the attitude error with you know six, seven, eight, nine, ten other guys and everything? And, you know, I'm gonna let you know. I've I've brought this up before. It's not one guy writing the show. It never has been one guy writing the show. It's been three guys. I think the least amount of guys that have actually written WWE were back in the day, probably in the early 80s to late 80s. Because the booking team back then was J.J. Dillon, Pat Patterson, and Vince McMahon. And they would go to Vince McMahon's house, sit beside his pool, and write WWF TV. That's the least amount of people that have been writing television you know, for WWF. And you go into a writer's room now, there's 30 people writing the show. Right. And it's insane. Uh, you know, interesting side note. You know what I hear Vince was a big fan of? Pushing people fully clothed into pools. He thought that was... Oh, yeah. I've heard that. Oh, yeah. He thinks that is the funniest thing possible. Oh, you? yeah. You ever, you ever hear the story about how he crapped his pants on Raw? No. <laughs> <laughs> JR talked about it on his podcast. Him and Gerald Briscoe riding in a car. Yeah. JR farted. And it made Briscoe like had to roll the windows down. He was starting to throw up. And, and <laughs> Vince thought it was hilarious, so he like got next to Briscoe and was trying to fart on him to make him throw oh up. God. And he crapped his pants. And he had to go out to the ring and cut a promo. Oh my god. So they she, the camera people were instructed to keep it from thigh up so they wouldn't catch any glimpse of Oh my god. Oh dude, have you never heard any of the crazy Vince stories on Reddit? <laughs> I've heard plenty of crazy Vince stories. Oh man. So but no, uh the you know, back to the Vince Russo thing, you know. I I just can't stand the guy anymore, you know? Yeah. It's getting to the point where he everybody wants to hear what he thinks. I don't want to hear what he thinks anymore. Well, people just want to argue. People just want to argue. With you had a Viagra on a pole match, dude. I yeah, don't. No, want no, 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 any, no. I don't want to hear on, anything Even that worse. you have to say. No, no, no. There's <laughs> there's a worse match than the Viagra on a pole match. Yeah. The Judy Bagwell on a pole match. Judy Bagwell on a forklift. <laughs> that was so stupid. Let's see. Uh, have you heard the Vince hates sneezing stories? Yes, I have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just going to go through some of these. Control yourself, damn it! <laughs> and then when he gets the sneezes, oh, shit! <laughs> Vince got wasted at a strip club and let the Hart Foundation hit their finisher on him, and they hit him really hard. Mm-hmm. That was from Bret Hart's book. Uh, one of, I, there, Did you ever watch the Owen Hart Blu-ray or DVD they made about him? I never did watch that one, no. Um, they Throughout the show, they you know Owen was a big river. He loved to do oh, pranks. Yeah. yeah. And I think they're um one night it was either, I think it was before pay per view, they're gonna bring in a bunch of pigs and stuff because you know, that was when the Godwins are around. 
and stuff like that. So this guy's talking to Mark Henry for some mm-hmm. reason. He's like, hey, where do I need to take these pigs? And Mark Henry had no idea. Well, Owen steps up. I know right where to take them oh, and leads them to Vince's <laughs> office. And he, Vince was pissed. Oh, God. Man, I tell you something. You need to watch that just to hear the Owen stories because he was a prankster, man. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. He once prank called his dad as as his dad's best friend. Mm-hmm. And he's, he started trash talking of like, <laughs> Brett said he was in the room. And all he could hear was, hey, that's fine, Red. You want to take me? Come take me. <laughs> Finally, he hung up the phone. Yeah, that Owen got me. <laughs> I like there's one where I think he he uh he called um test. Yeah. Um Oh yeah. About I've, the, I've heard about that canceling one. the show. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's like I'm not the guy you need to talk to. Yeah. That's all right. Test says we need to cancel the show. We're gonna cancel the show. Like, no man, I'm not saying <laughs> I really, I really, really, really do wish. <laughs> uh, Owen was still around. He was my favorite. I think he was the best heart looking back. Here's a. Here, I'll do the one more last crazy event story. Okay. Have you heard the Gail Kim story? Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind then. We won't do that one because <laughs> you know it. Let's see. I got one for you. We were talking about Derek King earlier. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. So it was a uh, Union City, right? And uh, at the end of the night, Derek King got Derek King gets jumped and gets put out by the champion. He's laid out in the ring, and all and they they send all the faces out. You know, and they all crowd around him trying to get trying to get Derek back up. <laughs> Whatever, you know. So Derek is laid out, and he keeps looking up. And he, you know how you kind of you're in the crowd and you see like the guys like laid out on the mat, but he's and he's whispering something to the guys and everything, and you can't tell what he's whispering, but you wish you could hear him, you know, because you're like maybe he's saying what's hurt, you know, whatever and everything. And uh, <laughs> Derek kept looking up at us and going, "I'm having a baby, I'm having a baby." <laughs> Oh, I'll, have to, I'll have to ask him about that story when I see him this weekend. He won't remember. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does it every night. But he goes, he looks up. He goes, "I'm having a baby. I'm having a baby." <laughs> That's all he kept saying. You know, it was like squinting his eyes and everything. He's like, oh, "I'm having a baby." <laughs> so it's like finally, he kept saying it over and over again. And I, was, I finally looked down at him and go, "Well, push that fucker out." <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> when was this? This was about four years ago in Union City. Oh, that was uh, funny though. I'll have to. I'll, I'll have to see if he remembers that. Yeah, it was a show. It was a. Uh, it was a show in an old flea market. It was. It was uh, the flea market was in an abandoned Kmart, and uh, we were putting on weekly shows over there. And uh, I think Golden Boy was booking it. Yeah. <laughs> So hey, before and, it was and, before the birth of NWA Mid South. So I, I want to throw out a couple of congratulations. Yeah, um, three actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Greg Anthony, mm-hmm. Brandon Espinoza, and Raphael King. Mm-hmm. All three of these guys were named to the PWI Top 500. There you go. So congratulations to those Matt guys. Riviera. There's a bunch of N- there's a couple of NWA Mid South guys that made good. It, made That's the list. awesome. So, I, yeah. You know, I'm just talking about the ones that two of them have been on our show and one I've contacted and nailing him down has been. Pretty hard, Raphael King. You know he's got like a TV show now too. Yeah, um, his his wife actually. Yeah, my current situation. My current situation. Her, she's on reality TV for is it BET? I forget. Yeah, well, it's like a sub sub. It's a sub channel for yeah. BET, I think. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. So, but uh, yeah, 
I think they were actually filming at the not the past wildfire show, but maybe the one before that or the one before that. I can't remember which one. So, but congratulations and congratulations to all of them, the top five hundred. Some people will downplay it, saying, "Well, it's a kayfabe list and blah blah blah." Well, no, it's not. I I wouldn't call it a kayfabe list because these are the guys that are the top performers in their field, and you know I'm sure it means a lot to them to be named it's about half and half. <laughs> I, I, but no, there are some guys that do get mentioned on there that definitely deserve it. So I've seen Brandon Espinosa wrestle, and yes. I love watching him wrestle. Yes. And I think you know he's a he's one of the best heels I've seen. You know, sometimes I think he, he says something without really thinking it, <laughs> like it's like something I saw him say at a recent match, which I won't say yep. say on this podcast. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> you could tell me after we get off the well, air. I'll just, I'll just do this. <laughs> <laughs> you can look it up on YouTube if you want. I'm not going no, to tell Brand- you. Brandon's an awesome talent. You know, he, uh, you know, every time, every time I've ever met him, uh, and every time I've ever seen him, he puts on a good match. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the best. Holy time. Not sh- the best well, time. that's oh, and Kevin pointed it out in the chat room. If you want to join our chat room, room? He did. Oh, he, shit. he did. Just now, Kevin didn't say that. That he's just quoting Brandon Espinosa. I'm not going to say that, but yeah, that's what he said to in a match, and it yeah. you know, it was a uh, it was a big it's, deal. Uh, heat in the can right there, <laughs> and you just went. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go through some news and notes. We've got some, you know, as we talked to with Dustin Five Star, um, the cruiserweight division is coming to Raw first week here in Memphis, Tennessee. Whoop whoop whoop. Um, but here is the list of names that they've announced so far. You ready, Dan? Go for it. Johnny Gargano. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Tommaso Ciampa. Mm-hmm. Brian Kendrick. Yep. Rich Swan. Mm-hmm. Noam Dar. That's my boy. That's a Rich Swan was my pick. Yep. T.J. Perkins, mm-hmm. Cedric Alexander. They, they signed him. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah. Incredible match. Um, Akira Tozawa, Jack Gallagher, and Grand Metalik. Jack Gallagher. That's... The um, gentleman. Yeah. He's he's hilarious Did you? Me. Um, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for it. Did you hear who... Do you, do you know what the Battle of Los Angeles is? Yeah. You know, that was this past weekend. Yeah. Spoiler alert, if you do not want to know who won Battle of Los Angeles, spoiler alert, I will I'll give you five, four, three, two, one. One of the best wrestlers in the world won Battle of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and that was Marty Skrull. Have you ever seen this guy? The uh, villain? He just signed to ROH. I think I have. And he is awesome. Congratulations to Marty Skrull. Skrull, I can't say his name right, Skrull. It's not scroll. It's S C U R L L. But congratulations to him for that. winning the Battle of Los Angeles tournament. PWG is a big deal. It's a big yeah. tournament. Yeah. And a lot of wrestlers over there from around the country, different promotions. And I am working on getting. I am going to start the movement to bring Evolve Wrestling to Memphis. <laughs> I don't care what it takes. I'm going. If I have to tweet them every day. Well, there's plenty of venues around here for them. Minglewood Hall would be perfect for what they want to do. Mm-hmm. It would be, I guarantee you, they'd sell it out in no time. Um, let's see, well, that's just it. They may want they may want a bigger venue than Minglewood Hall. Well, usually they do clubs and stuff like that for it. So that's why I think, like, whenever they go to New York, they don't do it in like Barclays or anything like that. They do mm-hmm. smaller venues, like in clubs, 
to where they can really. Well, pack I mean, them in like there. not like a FedEx form or anything like that, you know. Kevin, we don't know who's running the podcast yet because the CWC is still not over, and I haven't had a chance to um, grade all the entries. And you know, this having a kid thing is really cuts into your free time. Yeah, kind of puts a <laughs> dent in things. <laughs> uh, shut the front door. Ask, do you think WWE is going to have weight classes now with cruiser weights? I think they're just going to have cruiser weights and then everyone else, right? Mm-hmm. I think they're going to have cruiser weights. I, I, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a cruiser weight title eventually. I mean, if they're going to have a division, they're going to have a title. I'm sure. Do you hear the news about Cody Rhodes? He is going to sign with TNA. I saw that, but I also saw that he did sign, and he's going to do um, ROH and a new Jap- and some New Japan stuff. Yeah, and he's already signed to wrestle my one of my favorite wrestlers in New Japan, mm-hmm. Shibata. Ah, and that's going to be a great match. He, apparently- I got to talk to Cody, you know, way back before I even started wrestling. I mean, I was probably three or four months in into the training and everything and you know going at it hot and heavy and everything and uh i I have just basically driven my trainer and two other guys that were getting a tryout uh up to birmingham i believe mm-hmm. was alan still one of them just out here no oh. it was nichols and eric wayne oh okay so yeah i drove those two guys over for a tryout and in the back at the time this was what were they? What were what were uh, Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase legacy. Jr. Legacy? Okay, that was at the time that they were they were Legacy and they were feuding with Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. And I think the night that we were there was the exact night that Flair got busted open on an announce table, like they were jumping him real bad or something. So, but I got to meet and talk with Cody Rhodes for about five minutes, you know. And uh, you know the, they got they got to talking to my trainer and Eric and Nichols and everything, and then I was just kind of sitting over to the side and everything, just kind of listening in. And my trainer points to me, you know, and he says, "Yeah, you know, uh, Dan here hadn't even had a match yet, you know." And then Cody kind of lit up for a second. He was like, "Really?" I said, I said "Yeah, just, you know, I've only been training for about four or five months now. You know, I'm looking forward to getting in the ring, though, you know." And then the one thing he told me was that I'll never forget. He goes have fun he says yep. always have fun if you're not having fun no point in doing it yeah and you know i think <laughs> you know? now that he's going on this indie run that he's he his wants own to have fun and he's just i've seen some of his stuff and he's having a good time he's getting to wrestle chris hero he's getting to wrestle zach saber jr mm-hmm. and so many more um dreadhead kevin the chat room says he wants to see dan versus dustin you should. You that's on are, YouTube, actually. Yeah, I thought, and that's what I put in the chat room. That's that's on, that's on YouTube like two or three times, two or three different yeah. times. And who went over in those matches? Uh, Dustin went over once. I went over once. Good. And then there might be another one. Was I knew, I knew from a fair I've seen one or of those, something like that? Yeah, I saw one of those matches. It was you know you all had the um, match where we, we we wrestled at the Desoto Civic Center at the Mid South Fair three or four years ago. And he went over on that one. And one of the matches I saw, it was, um, uh, I guess it was TCW, because mm-hmm. it was filmed in a studio. And y'all had, um, there's a rule that, you know, replays. Are oh, fit, that uh, was NEW. That was N-E-W. West N-E-W. Memphis. Okay. Replays, okay. yeah. Yeah, they, y'all had replays. And I was like, well, that's, that's the only that's, place we ever had replays. That's, <laughs> yeah. Well, and you, you know, let me ask you about that, because sometimes your heel has to cheat to win. Yeah. And replay kind of, you know, we were trying to be more competitive with NEW, 
you know, uh, it was any W was called New Experience Wrestling. Ah, uh, and we were we were trying to be more competitive with it. We we started out when when they first opened up the company. They started out they didn't want heels and faces. They just wanted you to go out there and do your thing and people to buy into you, whether the style that you were wrestling and stuff like that, through the, through the way you cut your promos hmm. and through the way you did that. You weren't exactly, you know, you weren't exactly being a heel. You weren't exactly being a face. You were just being you, you know, and hmm. you, weren't really, you weren't really being vindictive or anything like that. Now, about a year or two after we opened was when, you know, we actually started to, like, open up the floodgates and start doing heel and face stuff and everything. And I was the first guy that turned heel, you know, because mm-hmm. that was, you know, they mentioned the training sessions and everything that I was actually an undergrad and everything and that Nichols and Eric Wayne were actually graduates and stuff like that. And we played that played that out to the hilt, you know. And then it was like, oh, wait, Dan's a, Dan's an undergraduate. Da, 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 da. Well, I was the only undergraduate ever to win the U.S. Junior Heavyweight title. Wow. So I didn't graduate from the school technically, but I won the U.S. Junior Heavyweight title, which Kev- was the same belt as my... Kev's wondering, was Maria with him at that time? Maria had actually just met Dustin at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so she wasn't you, in the wrestling I, if business. You go back in a few, if you go back a few podcasts when we had Dustin on a few podcasts ago, we actually tell that story. Yeah, it, it, that was our <laughs> I first I think we, we had Maria. When we had Maria on, yeah. yeah. If you go back, we tell that story, and it's uh, it's so funny because, you know, Dustin did, on their first date, he brought, them to, he brought her to a wrestling show in West Memphis – in the warehouse district. And if you've ever been in West Memphis in the warehouse I've district. There. I've been there. <laughs> that is not the place to be at night. No. <laughs> it's not a very inviting area. So, you know, it's it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny, you know, listening to her tell the story and everything. But, you know, but that's that's that was their first date was New Experience Wrestling one night. You know, and I think they went to dinner afterwards and everything. So... It was funny. It was uh, after uh, Dustin had gotten back from Florida and being at uh, FCW at the time. I think uh, I don't think NXT had been born yet. I think it was still uh, FCW. So, but yeah. Uh, but but back to the whole new experience wrestling thing. We were trying to be different, you know, because yep. everybody else, you know, was doing the same old stuff over and over and over again. Everything had been recycled, and there was no Memphis wrestling. You know, there was no regular shows running in Memphis at the time. Right. There were shows, but they were not well attended because they didn't have good workers. Right. And there were a lot of the good workers knew to stay away from those shows because they didn't want to deal with the shitty workers. <laughs> so, but there was only like one or two of those shows in town, you know, and now there's five, six different shows running in Memphis, you know. So, but anyway, Back back to new experience wrestling, you know, we I've still got DVDs of that stuff. We filmed it. We I were mean, on TV. We were on my fifty TV down in Tupelo, Mississippi. Yeah, for about three or I'll four ne- years. I need to see some of the DVDs. Yeah, we'll have to get the, some of those over. Definitely. Well, let's do a Memphis wrestling moment. We're going to go back to September sixth, nineteen eighty two. Way back I was, to when I was four years old. I was, <laughs> I was I wasn't even a year old yet. Wow. Yeah, you old bastard. Yeah, I'm an old bastard. <laughs> all right. First, I'm going to mention um, all general admission seats were $3. Uh, if you wanted ringside seats, they were $5. Risers were 4 and then $3 for general admission. Uh, Bobby Fulton and King Cobra versus The Angel and The Dream Machine. An eight-man elimination tag match. You can tag anyone. 
Bobby Fulton, Dennis Condry, Buddy Landell, Carl Fergie, Robert Gibson, The Angel, King Cobra, and The Dream Machine. Wow. A Texas Tornado death match. Oh, hell yeah. Steve Kern and Terry Taylor versus Sweet Brown Sugar and Bobby Eaton. Man, they had all hell breaking loose that night. <laughs> Mid-America heavyweight title match, Bill Dundee versus Dutch Mantell. And a WWA World Tag Team title match, Steve Regal versus or and Spike Huber versus Kamala and Rick the Dog McGrew with Jimmy Hart. And then the main event was your Southern Heavyweight title match, Jerry Lawler versus Baron Von Roski. Rusky. Rusky. Von Rusky. 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 Easy for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Jerry Lawler remains the AWA Southern Heavyweight Champion. Lawler retained the title after Baron Von Roski was disqualified for hitting the referee before 5,200 fans last night at the Mid-South Coliseum. Other results, Bobby Fulton and King Cobra stopped the Angel and the Dream Machine. Dennis Condry and Carl Fergie whipped Buddy Landell and Robert Gibson. Landell was the victor in an eight-man elimination tag match. Sweet Brown Sugar... Bobby Eaton combined to beat Steve Kern and Terry Taylor when Kern quit the match, quit with an injured elbow. Dutch Mantell captured the new Mid-America heavyweight title by beating Bill Dundee, and Steve Regal and Spike Huber kept the WWA World Tag Team titles by beating Kamala and Rick McGrew by disqualification. I mean, that's a hell of a card. That is a hell Bobby of a card. He- Bobby Eaton, Steve Kern, Kamala, Bill Dundee, Dutch Mantell, Buddy Landell, you know, Robert Gibson, Lawler, of course, Baron Von Roski. Yeah. Great names. That That is a great name. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, something funny. I Actually, I was listening to Stone Cold when he talked to um, uh, The Revival. Mm-hmm. And he actually got to tell a story involving Tojo Yamamoto. Uh-oh. Back <laughs> in the Memphis days. Go check it out. It was a good, it, it was a good great story. And, you know... Um, also, I want to throw this plug out there. If you listen to this podcast and you want and you're not in the Memphis area and you want to learn the history of Memphis wrestling, there is a movie on Amazon. You can do it digital, you can order the DVD, the Blu-ray or whatever. It is called Memphis Heat: The True Story of Memphis Wrestling. Great, great movie. And it is such a great look at what made Memphis wrestling Memphis wrestling, you know, with so many people that aren't with us anymore but were very, very, very important to Memphis wrestling. Yeah, Buddy Wayne. Buddy Wayne. Buddy Wayne passed away J- just last year. Jackie Fargo. Jackie Fargo. Uh, Billy Wicks. Mm-hmm. Sputnik Monroe. Uh, 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 why can't I think of his name? Eaton. Um, Bobby Eaton. No, not Bobby Eaton. Uh, the announcer. Big Jack Eaton. Ah, yes. He was, he was the commentary guy. Yes. Um, you know, Lawler, Dundee, Jerry Calhoun, Handsome Jimmy. You know, <laughs> I went to Memphis Wrestling Night at the Grizzlies last year, mm-hmm. last basketball season. And it was, like I said, it was Memphis Wrestling Night, and the main yeah. event was Lawler and X-Pac for the Grizzly weight title. And me being the wrestling nerd that I am, mm-hmm. they announced, and the referee for this match is Jerry Calhoun, and I'm the <laughs> only one that's like, <laughs> yeah! 
I'm Jerry Calhoun. And people are looking at me like, are you stupid? Like, <laughs> like, should we know who that is? Like, yeah, that's Jerry Calhoun, man. He's wrestling. He's Jerry Calhoun. He's one of the best referees. Legendary Memphis yeah. referee. But highly recommend it. Amazon, you can go through there through oversellpodcast.com and order it. Through that link on oversellpodcast.com, check out Memphis Heat, the true story of Memphis wrestling. And, mm-hmm. you know, the Lawler DVD. Yes. Um, the WWE has a lot of talk about Memphis in there. Tojo, he talks about, you know, his two main people that got him uh, into wrestling and, you know, really helped him uh, became who he was in wrestling was um, Tojo Yamamoto and Jackie Fargo. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know that Jackie Fargo was such a huge influence on you know, he was what Lawler made Lawler want to become a wrestler. Was yep. Jerry was Jackie Fargo, and he's the one that got the King moniker from him. And mm-hmm. it, oh, and uh, shut the front door says it's also on iTunes. So there's plenty of ways to get this movie. Oh, if yeah. you were if you listen to this podcast and you're not in Memphis and you do not know much about Memphis and want to learn more about Memphis wrestling, I highly recommend this documentary. You will not be disappointed. You know, it talks about Andy Kaufman and everything with, involving that and. You know, Billy Wicks and Sputnik Monroe about wrestling in the baseball stadium. And, mm-hmm. you know, they were at first Sputnik was going to go over and they told they're going to change it. And, but they asked Billy Wicks, you know, Billy Wicks was what's known as um, a hook wrestler. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if it came down to it, Billy Wicks could hold his own in a ring with anybody. Yeah. And so they asked Sputnik Monroe, well, if he gets mad, can you take him? He's like, yeah. I can take them, <laughs> but it, and there's so many more stories, and you know, I, I want to spread the legend of Memphis wrestling. Yes, and that's the best way to do it. So, um, I don't have anything else for this week. I feel like we've been talking a while. Yeah, it's been a great episode. Thanks, Dustin. Episode, you know? Thanks, Dustin. Five star. Uh, Mike oh, gave me his superstar of the week, so we'll do that here in a second. So, guys in the chat room, if you want to go ahead and give me your superstar of the week. We like to end every episode. We like to do Superstar of the Week. So, Dan and the folks in the chat room, I ask you, who is your Superstar of the Week? <laughs> what? It never gets old. It I, really does. <laughs> no. It, you know why? It's because it's awesome. Yeah. Like Barney Stinson, it's yeah. awesome. Yep. Uh, Mike said uh, he couldn't make it tonight, but he wanted to be sure that he sent out his Superstar of the Week. Aaron Rex from TNA. Do you know who Aaron Rex is in TNA? I do not. Damian Sandow, formerly known as Damian. Ah, Sandow. That's his name, Aaron yes. Rex. So that was we forgot to mention him last week. Making yes. it, they they finally had his appearance on there. Dan, who you got for Superstar of the Week? Ah, uh, you know, not Vince Russo. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. You got that autograph sitting right here in front of me, and I got it here. Let me do this. Let me just there turn that go. over. Was that it? Was that distracting you? That's distracting me because every time I try to think of somebody else's name there's Vince Russo's right in front of me <laughs> no um I gotta say um you know AJ Styles okay let's go with AJ Styles did you see what happened you know? did you see what he did I'll for- go locally I'll go with our guest tonight Dustin Starr Kevin He's said got a lot Dustin. coming out with it you know but uh you know internationally I'll go with uh with AJ Styles you know did uh, you see what AJ Styles did in a dark match a couple weeks ago after SmackDown. No, he got hung up on the ropes by his crotch. Oh, at the yeah, end of the show, and stayed that. that way through the whole dark match. That is commitment. I did see. That. Um, Kevin then, didn't. Uh, who who was didn't somebody hit the ropes or something? Probably and, and, Cena. Yeah, if I had to guess. And then there was another one I saw where Dean Ambrose 
he was jumping up and down on the ropes, and then he just kind of went over and was just kind of like patting patting AJ on the back of the head. After that, I was like, "Sorry, you know." <laughs> uh, Kevin says his superstars of the week are Seth Rollins and Dustin Star. Shut the front door says Heath Slater or Alberto Del Rio. You have to explain the Alberto Del Rio one. Um, the whole freaking Del Rio page thing, man. That's that weird. Just, that is yeah. just weird. I'm wondering if, like, you know, there's talk about the WWE wanting them to break up. I wonder if that's just a total divas thing. I I would have to say it's a total divas thing. I yeah. really. I mean, would. you can't tell who anyone you know, who they. If Paige comes back and is on TV, it was the thing for total divas. Okay, you that know, makes sense. but freaking Del Rio, he's gone for real. Yep. Yeah. Well, yep. Uh, shut the front door also says, or that kangaroo that beat up Jeff Hardy. Yeah, there's some weird video. Of, <laughs> yeah. Um, my superstar of the week. Hmm. I had a uh, Dustin five star, of course. Um, but I had, oh, um, I'm going to go with Marty Squirrel for winning Bola there Battle of Los Angeles. There you go. I'm going to give it to the villain, the guy with the umbrella. There you go. Marty Scroll. I gotta say, of the week. I gotta say, uh, Jericho and Owens have been turning in some funny promos. Oh, man. <laughs> I, they, I love whenever they're around Tom Phillips. Oh, God. Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Uh, Kevin, Kevin wants to know who our Diva of the Week is. Diva of the Week. That's a new. Um, Bailey. I'll go with Bailey as well. And Tag Team of the Week. Um, Tag Team of the Week. I'm sorry. American, American Alpha can do no wrong. I just I'll go with the club just because I know. like those guys. Yeah. May Young is his diva of the week. May Young. <laughs> May Young's dead. Uh, May Young is uh, long gone. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Well, that's going to be it for this good week, everyone. Thank you for downloading. The easiest way to get to this podcast is to subscribe on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a five star review. You know, for our guest Dustin, five star. Leave a five star. Five review. star. And uh, you know, leave. There's comments oh, where you can, um, <laughs> where you can leave. You know, tell us what we can do, what how good we're doing, and what we can do better. But thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Oversell Podcast.